everyone, welcome to the Office Podcast. My name is Lelo B, and I'm with my mates, Skia and Lighten. Hey, hey guys. Hello, sipping wine. Ooh, if you have wine. <laughs> How come you still have wine? Hmm? How come you still have wine? Hello, guys. I was drinking my wine in portions. I went through like a whole three weeks without drinking, so you know. Oh, oh, oh. oh you, you didn't. You you're not you're not soliciting um, alcohol illegally or anything of that sort. No. No, getting from friends, just bringing me it's nothing illegal. No. Pain. Exactly. Oh, you guys are. We're not going to trip. It. We're we're not going to say anything incriminating. <laughs> I almost trapped you there. <laughs> I wanted to trap you there. Of course not. <laughs> so guys, we start does anybody have an apology they want to send to Susan? Hey, I apologize for not following you, Caesar. That's my apology. Homie's collecting these apologies. I don't know. He is like I actually had even forgotten about Caesar up until this last week. I was like, oh, by the way, there's Susan. <laughs> I completely forgot about him. I'm yeah. like, so maybe I need to apologize for this comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, this week, oh, actually not this week. This whole month is Africa Month, right? Because mm-hmm. on the 25th of May, it's uh, we celebrate Africa Day, and it's just we make this big hoo-ha about how proud we are of being Africans, and I think. We, I don't know, I'm actually wondering how many of us who celebrate Africa Day know where it comes from. Do you guys know where it comes from? Mm. Yeah, isn't it, um, isn't it the day when the African Union was formed or something like that? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I just yes. wanted uh, so the 57th edition. Yeah, so it, 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 its origins can be tra- traced back to like 19, April 15, 1958. Um, where the the first conference of independent African states were brought, you know, they brought the fathers of Africa's liberation movements together and they were all, it was like a collective platform from different African states to kind of reject colonialism. So that was the original intent. So I think if we were uh, uniting back then to kind of reject colonialism, what does it mean today? I think that's not what that, that's that's maybe what I need to help with. So what does it mean today, you know? Well, I feel like for me, what it means today in, this, in the new Africa, I think it's um, uniting together to find ways to push Africa forward. Mm, I think that's, that's the context that I think yeah, works in this moment. I think colonialism does have, uh, is still rooted deeply in our people and in, our, in the way that we do things. Um, there's a them and us type of thing still going on in Africa. And I think those are the barriers that we need to start um, breaking and talking about now because it's a South Africa against the rest of Africa when actually it should be Africa, you know, uniting against the world. Um, so I think we still have a lot of mental and emotional challenges that we need to fight and um, as, a, as an African continent because we're still one bashing heads, you know, as a as a people when we actually should be working together to find african solutions we're constantly trying mm-hmm. to find an american solution a british solution to african problems when actually we have the solutions here we're just not tapping into mm-hmm. our potential as much as we should 
Okay, I 100% agree with you, with you, Kia. We have to kind of be together. You know, this whole, I think that we've talked a lot about the xenophobic uh, mm. things that happen and how we sometimes, even as South Africans, think we are better than other countries until you actually go and meet the people there and see what's happening. Then you're like, it's we there's no one that's better than the other we are all, all different and it's all it's our differences that actually make us unique and you know can you imagine if we all just pulled together we would achieve amazing things so so that meeting that 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 i was just reading an article that, that was just talking about the original the origins of africa day and it was saying that meeting the first the first meeting started in april 1958 and mm. then um then as a result of that first meeting, then it, they formed the Organization of African Unity, which was later rebranded and want to be called the African Union. And then it was launched on May 25, 1963, by 32 free nations, you know, that were not colonized. And then it was led by Tanzania, Julius Nyerere. Julius mm. Nyerere, this name, ne? everybody knows this name in Africa, I think. Yeah, everyone knows this name in Africa. Everybody if you don't... Knows, yeah. Go get your school fees back. If you you have to know yeah, his name. Is, yeah, it was led by, by Julius Nyerere, uh, Kwame Nkrumah as well, as well as Kenneth Kawunda of, oh, of, of, yeah. of Zambia and Seko, I don't know, Seko Tore, I don't know how to say his oh, name, yeah. from, from Guinea. So since then, uh, since 1963, then, you know, we've been celebrating Africa Day uh, every year on... Um, May 25th. So yeah, so guys, I don't know what what uh, what is the one thing that makes you proud to be African? I know this is like such a cliche type question to ask, but yeah. I would say for me, yeah, for me, I'm sorry, Kia. I would say for me, it's um, it's in a in a in a very like non you know intellectual way of I don't know if that's the right way to pose it, but I think it's it's how Africans have got like the sauce. Like, I think Africans have got like style, they've got like a vibe about them that is, you cannot get anywhere. And I think you can tell by how African culture has influenced a lot of things, mm. even like globally. And mm. for me, that makes me really proud to be African. And at the moment, what makes me be proud to be African is like a lot of our artists, like, um, artists in, in every sphere, you know, like uh, music, fashion and everything. They're just, you know, crossing over to to the West and uh, they're doing great things. And you can tell that like some of these Western designers have, are also tapping into yeah. into the African market and singers and everyone because they just, you know, they're trying to get that like fresh vibe uh, from Africa, be it like fashion or Afrobeats or whatever it is. So, yeah. Okay. And so... Yeah. Um, I think I, I really love black people or African people's creativity. We are a creative bunch of people. And since civilization, you know, we've, you know, the hunter gathering times, our people have always just been creative. And I also love how whether we are happy, whether we are sad, whether we are, find, we are finding ourselves challenged, we break out in song. Like there is no, like black or African people rather, just have a song for every vibe, whether it is a depressing vibe, siakula. Sijabulile, siakula. It's a graduation, siakula. It's a funeral, siakula. It's a, you know, it's heartbreak, uyakula. Like you are just within, you know. And I think for me, whether you're bimba, whether unevai vai, whether, like, we just understand each other. One person can just start one 
jam and we are just we all run with it and i just love it yeah. we're a very celebratory I, I, type of people despite our challenges yeah i like that i think you 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 guys are both, are both have both like reflected uh, things that i also think make me proud to be african and, and i think we are such warm people um i I feel like you can go anywhere in the continent and you will feel like you are home uh people are so warm people are so welcoming and uh, it's the i think that humanity that spirit of of humanity and of caring for one another that we've got even though we fight sometimes but deep down in our hearts we've got that you know that that whole family and community mm-hmm. the community that that, that that exists so i like that i like that about us and of course we are so beautiful africans are amazing okay. okay. oh. <laughs> and guys i think you can't talk about uh, being proud of Africa and not mention the food. Uh, Can you imagine the thing? Listen, the food. I think yeah, food is a, is a big part of who we are as Africans, and yeah, I can't imagine. Food brings yeah. us together. In Africa, without food, it does. And that food brings yeah. us together. Okay, obviously, yes. There's lots of things that obviously still need to be worked on throughout our continent, but more than anything, uh, I think I think the pride is there. We love it. We love being Africans. We love, um, we are proud. We are proud to be African. So, and look, think, other people love us is... too, actually, a lot. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Guys, you travel, you travel the world and someone's like, oh, you're from Africa. And I'm like, hey! They automatically just like get drawn to you because you're from you know, Africa. Do you know something? And I'm like, Sissy, I'm from South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different country. Completely. Okay, guys. So I think today we are just taking a break from all these heavy, heavy conversations that we, we've been having. And not really heavy, but serious conversations that we've been having. And we just want to relax today. That's why we've got wine. Welcome on we just want to relax and have fun. So we are going to skip the office discussion for this particular episode. And we are having tea time, the extended version. Yes. Ooh. Can't wait. Yes. Can't, Can't wait. wait. So Can't Lighten wait. is going to be blessing us with gossip. And Ooh, I am ready. I hope you guys are ready too. And we are we ready. Are. <laughs> So Lighten, will you take us through what, what are we discussing today in Tea Time? Okay, cool. So uh, I'm so glad that we're doing Tea Time, like the extended version, because I feel like a lot of things have been happening during the lockdown. And now we get time to like address it and like chat about it and like, you know, and see what we think about some of those things. So first and foremost, it would be like sacrilegious not to start off with this topic. So blood and water the second Netflix African original debuted this Woo! past week. Oh my God, you guys. I am so excited about that show. It has been number one in South Africa, the US, Kenya, France, um, Kenya, France, and Jamaica. Can you imagine that though, right? Like the fact that it's not only um, number one where they can understand English, it's number one in France. You know, that's it's brilliant. like, that's a big thing. Brilliant. Sorry, Lela. 
I'll say where they're watching with subtitles, probably. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, and that's such a big thing. And like globally, it's around top 10 in uh, Brazil, Switzerland, Belgium, Mauritius, and also Nigeria. So that's actually quite like a, a thing that makes me so proud. And what do you think uh, that means for African storytellers and stories? What do you think? I haven't watched it yet. I was going to watch it today, but I am going to only watch it in the week. And I've only seen, I've, I've actually, I'm, I've muted everyone on my social media that writes about it. I've muted the hashtag. I'm not following anyone that's been talking about it. So I'm, at least I haven't seen much about it. But I've been seeing some great reviews and I'm so happy because we're telling our stories the way we want to tell them. Um, we're not having other people tell our stories for us. And the fact that, you know, a black woman is leading this team um, of great creatives and taking our stories to the world. For me, that's like magnificent. So, well done. I'm proud. And I'm still going to, I'm definitely going to watch it. Don't, 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 don't hesitate. I won't hesitate. I'm just busy, but I'm going to watch it this week, definitely. But I'm definitely proud. So, yeah, it's, I think that's the beauty of, of Netflix. It, you can watch it whenever you want to watch it. But <laughs> it's, I really am super proud of, of, of that production. Um, sure, like, and it's young people, it's mm. fresh faces, and you know, I think like every single character they they pull it off, whatever they require to to perform, they pull it off, and they're so believable. I was talking to a friend of mine and saying, I can't believe how when you look at Gail Mabalani, she looks super young, but in the show, she's someone's mother, she's a mother to a 17 year old, and it's believable watch that show it's believable like she could be this girl's mother but in person she looks super young so I, I loved it man and I think it was also nice to see like you know uh, oh wow the legends. Okay. yeah also is also in there it was so nice i was just like surprised like oh my god a teenager's having so much sex but anyway it's really nice i love i love it i love blood and water i think i think uh, it's, it's a great <laughs> i think it's a great follow-up to queenstown definitely i completely think so and i'm so glad that you brought up like you know the casting i think the casting was so brilliant and you know like amakamata and uh kosingama there was so good as leads in that show like i i was so obsessed and you know what else i liked was that it was so unexpected right like it, it, the face is so unexpected I, we haven't seen Kole Shabalala in a long time on our screens so it was like such a good thing to see to see her in there and like you said i think what worked with gail and amas um uh characters was that um I think their chemistry was so strong that it was believable. And I think you look past like how they look because of that chemistry. It's so good. It's so rich. And yeah, it's so exciting. I think uh, yeah, you like get on it ASAP. Um, when, uh, what, what did you think of the storyline? What is the pull in your opinion and were you expecting it? What did you find very intriguing about the storyline? Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, I, I won't say anything. That, I don't think it was, I don't think it was something that I have seen. It was not, it was not expected. It was very different from the usual stuff we get 
we get in, in, in SA. Yes, because they are teenagers, some of the themes are, are, are kind of common to stuff that teenagers get up yeah. to and all of that. But I wasn't, there wasn't a moment where I was like, oh, I'm bored. And I get bored very quickly these <laughs> days when I watch TV. I guess it's because I've been watching so much TV. But I really, I was intrigued. I was only have six episodes. I, I watched three episodes and I started at eight. I watched four episodes in one night. and Then it got to midnight and I'm like, okay, I have to go sleep. Uh, and then I finished off the, the rest the next day. So I was, I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. And my son also watched it. So he's, he's a teen. He was like, oh, I watched the first episode and it's amazing. So by the time I got oh to watch... God. I already had, you know, like that, that feedback from him. So, I, I, yeah, I think the storyline itself it was um, intriguing for me. Uh, I, I was kept, let me say I was kept engaged. Well, that's good. Great. Yeah, you know what, uh, what I liked about the storyline was that it wasn't, it wasn't expected. And I think that's the word that I, like, I'm going to use about this show. It's a lot of things are not expected. And what wasn't expected particularly for me was how they they dealt with like that dichotomy between rich and poor. It wasn't the one we usually see, like you know, because it's like a, a template that we usually see all the time. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that. And I also like that they could have easily, you know, it being like set and shot in in Cape Town, they could have easily like gone with like white people. For them, you know, like it could have, like it could have worked for some reason. But I think having it be a black story was the best thing ever because I felt like it was very, very different. Because when I saw it, I actually immediately when I saw the the teasers, I thought, oh my god, like you know, there's another show with um, Saint Agnes on another streaming. Oh service. yeah, you know. I'm so sure. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was thinking. Is it going to be something like that? So I was already expecting something in that realm because it's also set in at schools, also around students and teenagers and stuff. But then I was so pleasantly surprised about a lot of things that they touched on, like sexuality, but not in a cross way, in like a brilliant way. It was so brilliant. I was, yeah, I was taken, taken aback. So yeah, we definitely recommend that you watch it on, on Netflix. Definitely. You need to check it out on Netflix and, um, Round of applause for Anosa Patumisa. She is uh, the director of the show and she's the first African woman and black woman who has debuted at uh, on number one in the US, the Netflix. So that is Woo! great. Wow. And I hope that she goes very far and I pray that she does. So I'm, I'm so excited. So, Woo! so excited. So awesome. Okay, guys, so another story that has been um, setting up Twitter <laughs> a light has been the story of uh, Miss South Africa, Hopeful, Bianca. How do you pronounce her last name? Whatever it is. Hey, whatever it whatever is. Whatever her last name is. <laughs> Are you African? Scoombe or something at Scoomb, whatever it is. Scoombe. Yeah, Scoombe. <laughs> <laughs> Kumba. Bianca's Kumba. <laughs> oh my god. Bianca's Kumba. Lela. Bianca's Kumba. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, 
If you don't know, Bianca is like a Christian girl who entered Miss SA, you know, in hopes of the, being crowned the queen of the land. And um, she was like, you know, she didn't really think about it because soon after that happened, well, let me take, uh, let me pause before I continue with that one. So apparently she was actually being ranked higher, that really high among, amongst the people that have entered Miss that had entered Miss South Africa this year. So that's, that's, that's the other context. And, um, but her old tweets started resurfacing. Thank you to the Twitter thugs, guys. I'm so yep. scared of Twitter. <laughs> like, I can't. And um, so these tweets were made like from when she was like 14 and 15. So they basically are um, derogatory, they're racist, and they are body shaming. Um, it's, it was, it was really, really, really bad. Honestly, like I, I was reading some of them. I was like, oh my God, that's, you know, that is really not great. But not only did that happen, her former schoolmates like went on Twitter to actually confirm some people that claimed to have worked with her went on Twitter to confirm that, yes, we went to school with this girl at Matric and she and her, her squad were bullies and they would call people the K word. So it was, yeah. There was, there was a lot. There's a lot that happened. So what do you guys think about it, really? What do you think about the situation? You know, I know she's gone on to apologize and withdraw from the race, but what do you, what, what do you think about the situation? Lelo, is that? Shame. She's so cute, though. She's such a cute <laughs> So it was really, it was, I, I can imagine, like, what she was feeling uh, you know, when everything unraveled and she got exposed. But unfortunately, I don't feel sorry for her. Um, I think if we are being honest, we all say stupid things, you know, when we are young, things that now that we are older, we know we have learned and we have unlearned and we now know better and, and so on. But I think the the, the problem with, with some of them is that they were like outright racist uh, type comments. So do you unlearn racism? Do you, I don't know, I don't know. So I kind of, I kind of feel sorry for her because she probably grew up in an environment where it was okay to make such comments, to make such jokes and to say such things. And it's just like, you know, normal, normal everyday thing. But unfortunately, um, as much as yes, I do acknowledge that yes, she probably possibly is a better person today. She has learned from, you know, she has learned that those saying those kind of things is not acceptable in, you know, in, in any day and age, not ever really. But for a Miss South Africa, uh, definitely not someone yeah. we want to have in, 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 in a, in, in a Miss South Africa, um, context so yeah sorry sorry uh bianca but i'm sorry i i don't feel sorry for her i think it's good that she withdrew because yeah you know COVID 19 has definitely shifted a lot of things because with miss essay before you could get away with a lot purely because entries would go directly to the organizing committee and be reviewed there we'd only see the ladies when they're like in the top 21 so it's definitely shifted stuff because now people are submitting their applications or their entries on social media. And I was like, you, Cece, I didn't feel sorry for her from the onset. I don't want to lie to you. Um, but what I think I did almost um, 
start thinking about was when the counter account, there was an counter Twitter uh, profile that was created after the whole Bianca saga that started fishing out in um, influencer tweets, old influencer tweets or popular people on Twitter and started fishing out their tweets where they spoke about fat people and were dragging niggers and blah blah and mang mang's ugly and mang mang did this and albinos and there was some intense intense content that came out and for me i think the biggest lesson was that sometimes we definitely do one need to uh check our double standards at times because i do i do feel that there were uh, there was a little bit of double standards but on the racism issue i i, I definitely don't i don't sit on the fence Racism is racism. And if you've been taught racism, for me, I believe um, it's your life. Do you understand? I don't know if, if I'm explaining it correctly, but like, no. like no. us, the, the mannerisms that we've been taught growing up as African people, the things that we, we think, the things that we say, um, they, live with, they live with us, you know, um, for a very long time. So I believe we're socialized quite a lot to say the things that they say and feel the things that they feel and I think that's why South Africa to this day is still struggling with the issues that it's struggling with so the racism part I will not I'm, I will not even but the double standards part we definitely do need to check ourselves because yeah that one was very tricky and shady yeah I, I agree I, you know with with the double standards part like I completely agree with that but I think my problem with with, with it and in this context is that I think, like, when you are supposed to represent a country, there is no way you can get away with that kind of thing in any case. And you're supposed to represent women in this country. And South African women come in all shapes and sizes, you know, in all colors and whatever. So you cannot have, like, certain sentiments. Clearly, those are sentiments that she has, because if she didn't have them, she would really voice them, because, you know, she wouldn't really believe them. Hmm. But I also like... But then we question the validity of beauty pageants in its entirety because if beauty pageants are supposed to represent all women and empower all women, then why are short, stumpy girls not in the show? Why am I, Why can't I enter Miss Essay? You know what I'm saying? So why is it only girls who are 1.7 or 1.8 or whatever tall and wait. have size 30 waists and, and look a certain way? And I think that's why Zosie's win was so big for us because it was like wow a home girl with no wig is winning so maybe the, we need to actually question whether the validity of beauty pageants like they're nice they're, it's nice to have but it's like do we really are they really representing who we are why don't we just cancel the damn thing entirely actually yeah i also don't know what the point of miss essay is to be quite honest i don't i don't know yes we were happy that zuzi 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 you <laughs> girl I think I also said Zuzi. <laughs> we were happy that Zozibini won because I think her win, like you are saying, yeah, it was very, uh, it was very different. It was a very different image to what we are used to. You know, someone who doesn't have long hair and who's just got, uh, you know, a, a, a afro, and it really it said something to 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 normal people, just a normal kid growing up to say, oh wow, I can also you know, be comfortable in my skin. I can also accept that in the skin that I'm in, I can be beautiful. You know, people that are told you are ugly mm. because your skin is dark, but now you see, oh, Miss South Africa is actually someone who looks like me. So therefore, I actually am beautiful as well. And I can believe that I can, you know, be a princess or whatever it is. So, 
besides that, I don't know. Is is does that uh, what what we felt with with Zozibini? Does it justify the existence and or the continuation of pageants in Miss South Africa's and Miss Universes and all of those? I don't know. I was thinking that like probably what we felt with her symbolizes like a bit of an evolution of what the pageantry mm-hmm. world can look like. Yeah. So for me, and I think that for me, at least that's what that symbolized. But also just going back to this particular story, I feel like Zozi in every way is a tough act to follow. She's really a tough act to follow. And I think even if she hadn't been racist, in her tweets, even if it was just like, you know, body shaming and all of that, yeah. I think she wouldn't have actually gone far because I think Zozi has set a standard that we, we fortunately need to up, uphold, actually. You know? Maybe she would have gone far because people were loving that she was praying for people and she was praying for the country. <laughs> and people were like, oh, we have a Miss South Africa who prays for the nation. <laughs> 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 Can we yeah. just? We don't have to have a. What's the pressure to have here? What's the pressure to have? Oh, I don't know. Oh, had it both. What's the pressure to have a Miss South Africa in 2020 during a pandemic? Can't we just postpone it till 2021 when things are normal and leave Zozibini? Oh, Zozibini apparently Zozibini is not even the Miss South Africa anymore because her first princess became Miss South Africa. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm actually surprised. Why is there a pageant anyway? No one cares. (laughs) Yes, over (laughs) it. I was laughing when Twitter started saying that we can actually have Zozibini next year and then they'll just like call her Zozindatu and then the next year (laughs) they'll give her another name (laughs) Zozindatu. Okay. So, Bianca. Bianca is um, well. We don't have to talk to talk about it. Thank goodness. Good luck with your exactly. future girl, but uh, not in South Africa. It is. She'll be fine. color She'll be fine. But uh, you, just to wrap it up, um, why do you think um, that's you know that like brings uh, to light about like you know the importance of what you share online and how you say certain things online or what you actually share online? I think, I think. The, the, inter, the internet never forgets uh, because mm. sometimes you, you delete stuff, but it stays there. Someone has captured it. Like how many people delete tweets, but we still see screenshots every year of those. Yeah. So the internet never forgets. And I guess it just talks about if you wouldn't want your mother to see it, don't put it out there. Well, that's a that's some form of a taste, but also if just just think before you tweet. I think that's what it is. And as much as we give people a hard time on social media for you know we'll we'll talk about fake outrage and whatever, but I think as much as we give people a hard time about being outraged on social media, it's also good that we are get we are making people account. You know to mm-hmm. account for, for, for things that they say, things that they treat that may be irresponsible, that may be harmful or discriminatory to other people. So the advice is, yes, we have, we, we, we have all maybe in, in back in the day have said things that we may not mm-hmm. be proud of today. So yeah. clean up your act as well. It's always a good idea to go and clean out all your old 
before you became a better person if you can do that um i yeah i guess i guess i would say it's and 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 for the future just think before you treat exactly yeah no i agree rt rt exactly so think before you think before you tweet or before you share something online and also make sure that when you find jesus you go back and clean everything that doesn't symbolize jesus (laughs) amen hallelujah so moving on to our next two-time story so i'm gonna speak about my girls my girl from atlanta real housewives of atlanta okay so before i even proceed lelo are you watching i feel like she's gonna say no okay (laughs) i don't watch i don't watch the show but I listened to an interview that uh, the Breakfast Club, the Shalamin and them were interviewing Nini Leaks on the show. Mm-hmm. And after that interview, I started watching clips on Twitter of, you know, the things that were happening. So I kind of have an idea of what was happening. And, you know, everybody's now saying Kosha is the boss and da 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 da. So yeah. oh, there I, so I don't funny. watch, but I have the... <laughs> okay, great. Because I... I was thinking because I know how you're like the housewives or whatever. <laughs> so, but like, let's get into it. Yes. So, the Real Housewives of Atlanta had um, the season 12 reunion. It was a virtual reunion. So, basically, how the reunion was, they got like a producer for every single housewife. So, for Eva Mitchell, Cynthia, Bailey, uh, Kenya Moore, Nina Licks, uh, Portia, Williams, and uh, who's the other housewife? Who do we leave out? Do we leave yeah. out? What's her name? Yeah. The boring one. What's her name again? The one getting married? Eve. Cynthia? Did you say Cynthia? Yes. And Eva Sorry. or Eva? Eva. Eva. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I think we've got them all. And so they had this, they had to get like a producer for each and every one of them who, who set up in their houses. And they, you know, they dressed up and then they, you know, they showed up like they're going to the actual reunion, except that they were okay. doing like a virtual a virtual yeah, one, right? Yeah, they looked good, yeah. <laughs> they look good. I will say, though, you know what? If uh, none of you have seen it or if you haven't seen it... I've watched it. Yeah. It's actually so much better than what I thought it would be. Same here. Yeah. yeah, same here. I agree. I, I, when initially, when Lighten was like, the uh, reunion's going to be virtual, I was like, oh, this is going to be so boring. We're going to miss the cattiness. Because honestly, guys... I'm not going to pretend like a Mother Mary. I enjoy, I buy, I buy into the Real Housewives franchise because of the cattiness. Meow, meow. And I was like, oh, it's going to be virtual. They're not going to be meowing at each other. But wow, I was shook. Just in the beginning already, they were already throwing the shade. There were people closing their laptops, you know, closing their cameras. Someone got muted. It was a lot. And I, and I enjoyed it, guys. I, enjoy, I don't yeah. know about that. I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> It was, it was a lot. So they basically like went through each and every one, you know, as they would normally do. But Nina Licks, after the, you know, like she did the, the same breakfast interview that Lela mentioned earlier. And she was talking about how she had to seek therapy after the reunion because she felt like she was ganged up upon and everything. But then, I don't know what she feel, guys, but my thought about this is that Nene has watched this happen to all, all the other housewives. Like, one season they did that to Kenya when everyone was against Kenya. And one season, 
And it wasn't like a big deal. Like I just felt like for me, it was a bit like hypocritical that like now because it, she was in the hot seat mm. and then she's like complaining about everything. And I do get the frustration of how this season went for her because a lot of people were not buying into whatever she was doing. So I do feel like she, was a bit, she felt a bit alone and didn't have an alliance, to, so to speak. Mm. But I also feel like that is not... She knows what she signed up for. She's been on this franchise for 12 years. So I'm she's like, why oldest. is she surprised? Yeah, exactly. no, she's the oldest peach on the damn show. Um, I think Nini's just taking the victim route. Um, she knows exactly what she signed up for, one. And I, don't, I think Nini struggles to take it responsibility for her role in the breakdowns that take place in the in the group um and then she went on to the show this season with a oh i have a spiritual guide i have a spiritual therapist i have a spiritual so i've changed my life ah way homegirl has not changed and she does have some toxic ways i mean she needs to admit that like homegirl needs to admit it ah no, honey. Uh-uh. She doesn't need to admit it. I'm like, I'm just like, mm-mm, I'm not buying it. And, I, and funny enough, she's my favorite, hey? She's actually my favorite. That's what I was going to ask. Because when I, I didn't watch the show, but I know Nini Leeds. I know. Mm. And she kept, when I listened to the interview, she kept saying that she's the show. And, and like, everybody is, is, when she's not there, then things are boring. Would you agree that? Yes, I agree. Things become boring? So therefore, she's I like, agree. Oh, I honestly I agree. I honestly I agree. Why? Okay, why do you say? I'm quite curious, but I, she, I, she brings the drama without having to drag it out of her. Everyone else tries so hard to be prim and proper peaches. Uh-uh. I you know what? I feel like Nini, of course, like she's the longest one who's been there. She is almost like the face of the housewife. So, you know, like I'll, I'll give her that. And but I feel like the season that she actually wasn't there was one of the best seasons. It was actually one of the highest rated seasons of Real House of Atlanta. And Real House of Atlanta is the, mm. the top rating Housewives um, franchise in any case. But like, I just feel like, um, I just feel like they all bring something to the table. I don't think if Nini was there and had other people that were, that didn't bring out what like Kenya brings out, what Cynthia brings out. I don't think it would, it would be any different than the other housewives that don't really, you know, like get the best ratings as they do. And I also feel like Kenya and Nini do not work well together because they're essentially the same person. Like yeah. it's, it's so funny to watch. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. And the other one thinks they're better than the other one and more innocent than the other one, but actually you're both toxic. You're both very hip, big hypocrites, um, and it is what it is. And I, I struggle to also feel sorry for Kenya on this episode, on this season with her husband problems because she's always been problematic with other people's husbands. So I just like, girl, it's life. Unpredictable. It is what it is. Bye, bye, girl. Bye. I really do say, like, just to touch on a little bit of Kenya, I really feel sad. You know, you could watch the show and you could l- tell that Kenya's husband doesn't even like Kenya. <gasps> Never mind, love her. Like like her. Like he, that he shook like me. He couldn't even stand her. Like it was so. It was so heartbreaking in some way. She's, I couldn't understand that. They are together still, and does the does the husband appear on the show? Mm. Yes, he does. 
He does. So it, from the articles I read afterwards, it seems this guy, uh, the, the articles insinuated that Mark was with um, Kenya for money because he, he wasn't doing so well with his restaurant. Um, and then on the show, you realize that they actually didn't even sign a prenup when they got married. And when you think about it, you're like, actually, why was this wedding such a big secret? Kenya wanted a public wedding. She wanted everyone and her friends and her loved ones to know about the wedding. He didn't. They got married randomly and came back. How oh, Kenya's married. Um, they didn't sign a prenup. He emotionally abuses her. It's like, what the hell? Are you okay in the head? Like, that guy is just bad for her. And, I, and I, look, I'm not married or anything, so maybe I can't speak on marital issues. But I honestly wouldn't have gone back if I was Kenya. And it seems from the reunion that she's gone back and they're trying to sort things out. But honestly, that, that he belittles her. He makes her feel this big. And I wouldn't want to be with someone who makes me feel so small. Yeah. Sure. That's it's, it's, yeah, that's actually so sad. But uh, just moving swiftly along, season 13. So do you think the cast needs to change? Do you think, like, there needs to be a bit of a shake-up? I know a lot of people have been saying that, like, Cynthia and Eva are so boring, they really didn't bring much to the season, or give, like, Marlo a pitch. Marlo is Nina's best friend. Like, give her a pitch because, you know, she brings <laughs> the drama, she brings the message. What do you guys think of Cynthia and Eva specifically? Do you, do you guys think those, those are, they are entertaining? And did you enjoy their storylines? Cynthia's always been boring and her story, her boring storyline adds balance. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like that she's boring and her story, like, we don't need too many, too many tigers. So it's okay when you have a little kitten there in the corner and that's Cynthia. Eva does bring the juice because she's, like, she's, um, she's unpredictable and she does lie quite a bit. She lies quite a bit. She forgets the stuff that she says. And I think it's because maybe she had pregnancy brain, but you do need that little spice. Cause she called, uh, she gave, um, she gave, um, what's her name? She gave um, Kenya a nickname. What is it again? It was, um, there's a nickname that she gave Kenya. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it was, man. Oh, so that was that was interesting. I like Eva. I don't think she must go. I think we do need a balance because we can't have too many rahs. But I do wish Phaedra could come back because Phaedra, for me, has a one shade. And I'm a fan of shade. Apparently, uh, well, from what I could hear, apparently Phaedra comes back then the other lady, what's the musician lady then? Candy. 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 Then Candy leaves because they don't get along. So what if Candy leaves then? Are you okay with Phaedra coming in and Candy leaving? I think Candy must probably focus on her marriage and her family because that's what has been a big problem for her husband. Uh, So, hey, you see what happens when you uh, a self-made woman you know, marrying for love. This is what happens. I think she must (laughs) take a break because homeboy is not impressed with her constantly being out at parties, constantly being out with her friends. She doesn't have time for her family, doesn't have time for her husband. So maybe this season she can sit it out and sort out her marital affairs and then we can enjoy some shade. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) You're like... (laughs) Really killing me. But just to wrap it all up, so to answer you from my perspective, Lelo, I feel like Cynthia, like I agree with, like, yeah, like I feel like Cynthia brings like a, like a calmness and mm. a whole like a bit of class to like wretchedness that happens. Yeah. Like I feel like she should stay because otherwise 
if they only had wretched people, it would really be like love and hip hop, which is like another bit. But I feel like Eva, Eva has been pregnant the two seasons that she's on. If she wasn't <laughs> pregnant, I don't know what her storyline was. Okay? If oh, she actually. Hadn't been pregnant, I don't know what could have been her storyline. So I don't know. I'm a bit like on the fence about, um, uh, Eva. about Eva. But I would like Phaedra to come back. Like, I don't really like Phaedra personally, but like to what you said, yeah, like I feel like she's, that she throws shade. And I feel like the reason why also uh, Phaedra and Kenya never got along is because Kenya is similar to Nini personality-wise, but I think Phaedra and Kenya are equally smart. Like they can mm. make you sweat without breaking a sweat themselves, which yeah. like, I feel like that brings like an interesting dynamic to the group. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, but I don't think Candy will like, will, would leave. Like, I think it's been like a few years that I don't think she would leave. I think that they wouldn't be friends on the show. She would like probably not film with her a lot, but I don't think she would like leave. I, I feel like if it was the year, year after it happened, she probably would like leave, but then I don't think she would now. So I yeah. I think she's and threatened that, to leave. Yeah, oh, she, she has. Calm down, girl. Yeah. And that's that on the Real House of Atlanta. So moving to Chloe and Tristan. <laughs> Is that the thing? Oh my God! They I'm, are the I'm gift so that I'm giving. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? The other thing that is called the gift that keeps on giving is happies. So I'm comparing <laughs> them to happies. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So, Chloe and Tristan Thompson are Chloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson are quarantining together. They yeah. um, Yes, they are. I'm shocked. I didn't know this. You didn't know that? Okay. Until today. Together. And you know, with America, because they started a bit before us, like maybe like a two, three weeks before us. So they've been like together for a long time now. What do you think about it, Lela? Are they dating or they're just quarantining together because of the baby? Ah, you know what? I, I don't have an opinion, guys. I feel like uh, Chloe... You're at Angaz, guys. I don't know. I, I, honestly, I don't care. And I feel like uh, Chloe, Tristan is, is that guy. And I know what it's like when you, like, this guy is my baby daddy, even though you know he's not good for you. But you hold mm-hmm. on because baby daddy. It's not going to end well. It didn't end well before. It's still not going to end well. So I'm just like, what about Chloe? Zosbonela when Pambi carry on. This year, guys, this love thing is unpredictable. Hey, like, Asham, I know about tweet had dates, and um, I just like, well, you know that kitty video, yeah, kitty, yabo, kitty, yabo. That's Chloe. <laughs> that is Chloe. That guy that dances in the Hello Kitty outfit at a kitty's party, oh yabo. That is, oh yeah, oh yeah. That is Chloe. <laughs> She's. That's her because honestly, I, I I I don't know, and I hate like I think commenting on relationships is always so tricky because it can happen to any of us. But this one, no, it's a no so the, from me. You know, like I, this is one relationship I don't feel bad about commenting on because they give us material. Like I'm like, you know, what if I'm going to look for your information, then I should feel bad. But if you're already like giving us content. I'm like, you know what? Kelly, we are... How do you yeah. know they're quarantining together? 
So basically, there have been, uh, it's been reported like uh, various sources and there hasn't been uh, a denial, but it looks like they actually are quarantining together because of the baby. That's what they're saying. It's not like a relationship of any sort. But then during this, during this quarantine, there have been rumors that like Chloe might actually be pregnant, which has led, um, uh, which has led the internet to drag her, obviously, because they're like, well, like you and your family, you almost destroyed like Jordan, and then now you're back with the same person. Why did you even go, go, mm. you know, go through that whole thing if you're gonna go back? And also, there was an episode of Keeping Up the Kardashians where Chloe was seriously considering having Tristan donate as uh, like a sperm to fertilize her egg so that she has the same. She doesn't have two baby daddies, basically. And then, so, and I think like this uh, pregnancy rumors are not helping you know, given that story that has happened. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, I don't know if you think the same way about me, but I just feel like there is like a bit of hypocrisy with the Chloe, with the Tristan and Jordan thing. But I also feel like I, 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 will, I almost understand it from her perspective. Let's say she's back with him and whatever. Because also the, we're going through a pandemic. If that like in the same house, there's a lot that can happen. We're like, we're all feeling like some kind of things. Okay, and we'll get into it in our next topics. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, so like, I sort of like get that. And I also feel like it might be the hurts from Kristen being the father of the child and like from Jordan being like essentially like a little sister because of Nona since she was a baby might have been different. So maybe that's why she's treating everything differently. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just like, yeah. Well, they just shouldn't involve us when things go sour because honestly, right. I, I'm, I'm chilled. Anything else happen? I'm just like, do you, girl? Bye. Just, just leave us out of it. <laughs> leave us out of it, please. Exactly. And during this quarantine, I feel like, I feel like Chloe's lives and Tristan's lives are like, during the quarantine, it's been happening like nothing is happening. <laughs> like, there's no quarantine at all. But there's also been new allegations of a woman who's been claiming that she has Tristan child, Tristan's child. So now I'm like, now we're looking at Chloe like, girl, seriously. I'm serious about this. I know. You know, I what? think I know. she needs self esteem is, is an interesting thing. I think a lot of people, we talk about having self esteem, having self love, but these are the testing moments where right. you actually test, Uti, where does your self love actually, where does, on the Richter scale, how intense is your self-love and your self-appreciation and self-respect because this ain't it sis but definitely ain't it and i think that's the consensus they shouldn't involve us in whatever they're doing and you know and like we are we are so done with it and just to top it all off chloe posted her latest instagram picture I think Stunning. you need to check it out. <laughs> like go on the grab and check it out. What's the one where she's um where she with the new face or something? Yeah. That one. She looks she stunning. Ba- she looks stunning, but she basically looks like she got plastic surgery during quarantine. And maybe lighten, not I feel like it's makeup though, more than anything, hey? I don't know. Guys like that does we used so to different. Think- because we used to think Kim also gets a lot of, got surgery on her face a lot or whatever the case is. But when, then I watched, no, it was actually Bonang, I think, where people were like, she got a lot of something. One of these celebrities, sorry, I'm just no, like, guys, touch those like people. a FaceTime filter. What is this thing? I, don't I think know. it's, I feel like it's makeup, guys. Are you sure? Oh, but her lips <laughs> are definitely done. And mm-hmm. there's a, I know there's bronze thing on her boobs. 
and not photoshop she looks perfect or photoshop maybe i don't know i i can't and you know like the caption that she put was like um location and under bitch's skin and then people were commenting location under the knife Oh, I love oh, Instagram and Twitter. Someone says, I hope you don't have face ID on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go look. Location <laughs> under the doctor's knife. Oh my God. Oh, guys. So like, you can just ignore the fact that's a totally different person. <laughs> oh, wow. Right? How, many, like, how many surgeries? Hey, but it's a stunning picture though. Uh-uh. Your people went in, guys. But you know, and this just also makes me think about the, the comments that people put under celebrity pictures, guys. Sometimes it's like, mm-hmm. this is a human being. You're gonna yeah. Have to they must just some of those comments because, wow, some things are not necessary to be quite honest with you. Hey, guys. It's not yeah. nice. We're no, all human at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like sometimes people really, like, go out of the way to be mean. Yeah, yeah, but moving from like Chloe potentially dating Tristan to dating in quarantine. I don't know if you ladies have uh, read that article that was uh, published in the Netherlands. No, I didn't read Latin. Tell us about it. I saw some okay, so let me tell you about it. So basically, the Netherlands government has been, um, the Dutch government has been um, criticized by a lot of single people because they've been giving out a lot of like, you know, a lot of uh, tips, you know, and a lot of uh, a lot of advice on like sexual health and all this health uh, during quarantine, right? But then they haven't addressed single people, so they felt the pressure, and then basically started addressing single people and saying that like the be- the thing that they uh, the best solution for single people is that they find a body. Uh, Cardi body, body. <laughs> Cardi body, um, to who is like not sick, obviously, so that they have like that con- sexual connection with somebody, and um, and then they can, you know, like then they can definitely. Lela is sneezing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> the content. The content is spicy. The content is spicy. <laughs> Basically, the, the, the government is advising single people to find Karibadi um, so that they, their needs are met during this time. And it's gone so viral. I don't know what you guys think about it. I don't know why governments would say that. I mean, honestly, like, why would the government even talk about the that? Single people are the ones that complain to say that government is not giving them tips if they are not paying attention to themselves. <laughs> What? <laughs> but now the thing about it is it's so risky. It's so risky finding a curry buddy during a pandemic. It like, is. How do you know? Unless you literally go to test the person and then you have to wait for the results. The results are taken yeah. so whatever and then gay. But you don't know what, what happens between the time that you are waiting for those results. Do they get exposed to someone? Or are you literally isolating them before anything happens while they wait for the results? I shame it's okay. I agree. I'll wait for the pandemic to be over. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's a challenge. And I'll probably be speaking from a place of privilege. So that's why I'll probably just like sit down now. You know, right. I was saying the same thing. I am like literally sitting it out up until after the pandemic. Yeah, the rather. Thing is that um, 
is that the problem is that guys even if you have a cardi body even if they don't have COVID, the problem is that they don't stay with you like well in this case in the in in, mm-hmm. in the netherlands they don't stay with you so you don't know if you're only seeing each other every weekend you mm-hmm. don't know what they get up to during the week they might be yeah. exposing themselves like every single day and i'm just like that is a a recipe for disaster and yeah. If it had to be, like, I was thinking about it in context of Joburg, and I'm just like, not in Joburg. Even if we're allowed to visit people, I'm like, mm-mm, not in Joburg. Uh, people here don't listen. Hey, people here just do whatever they want. Go yeah. hang out, have brides. So for me, I think this whole lockdown thing for me has always been about me, my family, and the people that I love. So more than myself, and that's why I don't. You, that's why you won't see me complain. Like, oh my God, I saw Lelo with her friends. So Lelo's brying, and she's not listening to the lockdown regulations because that's Lelo's business, you know. But what am I doing to make sure that I am safe and I'm not spreading anything or catching anything or how am I protecting my family? So people are seeing the lockdown as a favor to the government, and the government's not doing anyone favors or they're requiring favors from everyone. This is just a way to, to make sure that we don't contract the virus or, and we curb the spread of the virus, but people see it as if they're doing the government a favor by staying in. Yeah. And we don't want to, we all don't want to stay in. Like I've been staying, I don't go out unless I need to go out. And that's like once a week, maybe mm-hmm. I don't want to live like that, but our health comes first guys. So I don't know. People maybe need to change their mindset. I think a little bit exactly. uh, when they think about this quarantine and this lockdown thing, because yay guys going to show back. Anytime. Anytime. I hundred percent agree with you. It's all about like just doing what we are in control of, you know, what's our part. Yeah. 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 Oh, exactly. Anyway. And, yeah. And you know what? Like, yeah, like I, I like how you said that you it's all about you and your family and you know and what you're doing. And I get that, but sometimes I get like a little bit frustrated because I am I see people here, like I saw somebody at like 3 p.m. going to walk her dog. And I'm just like, <laughs> I was staying in the same country. <laughs> you know? Some people <laughs> just don't care. Exactly. Like, you and if don't you don't care. Know. Yeah, and if you don't care about yourself, at least respect other people. I exactly. mean, you're out here and then you care someone else catches it because of you. Because when I was trying to say, you know, guys, yeah. people really you just get a grip it's not it's temporary it's not forever i think exactly. just remind ourselves that this is temporary guys let's just get it you remember how our parents used to tell us guys school is temporary get it done so that you exactly. can live the rest of it and we're done exactly right exactly and we're done just to wrap this up guys do you have any advice for singles i'll start with gear because <laughs> <laughs> yeah guys I, I don't i don't have any advice singles guys. in quarantine do you have any advice for singles in quarantine? quarantine buy toys and have wi-fi so that you can um you know use some stimulating content for your joy, <laughs> I, saw, I saw on Twitter that, but I don't know if it's still if it's still open. But I saw that uh, Tinder had uh, like opened their premium um, features. Oh. So I anywhere in the world, but I don't know if it's still open or if it was just in the beginning of quarantine. So you could literally swipe anywhere in the world for free without paying. So if oh, that's, that's cool. an option, then you go meet other people 
in other countries while you are still at home. So uh, if if it's re- it really bothers you, for me it's like it's normal. This is my life all the time. Yeah. It, you know? <laughs> Nothing new here. Okay. This life. <laughs> oh my god. So like uh, to what Lela was saying, I think it's closed now, Tinder. But I actually did it, and it's it's, it's quite nice. I've been going on virtual dates, which which has been quite interesting. Oh, so and you cute. know me, like I believe in trying everything at least once, except like killing people or stealing. But anyways, but I do believe in trying everything once, and it's it's been actually quite interesting. I haven't done like a lot. I probably like I've done like three, but then That's it's been cute. it's been quite interesting. I also I'm not like in the space. I think we're also we are so stressed and it's like a, it's a new thing you know for us to sort of like get around so i'm also not really making looking for somebody a priority but then i've, I've been on like virtual dates and it's been fun so if you want to do a virtual date by all means do it i think try it out guys it looks very cute do you guys make your own meals where you are and have your own wine and then sit and then say okay let's go get our main course and then you go get your main how like how does a virtual date thing go well, I only did it after the ban was lifted so that somebody is, if someone is taking me out for sushi, they are bringing sushi to my house, honey. Um. <laughs> yeah, so no, I'm not about to cook so that we can go on a date. <laughs> you are bringing the date to my house. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay, cool. So I think that's it for tea time for this week, guys. Uh, so thank you so much for, uh, we hope, I, mean, I know this was a long conversation, but we hope that you stayed with us uh, till the end. So please uh, leave us your comment on social media at uh, the office, is it the office podcast essay or office podcast essay? Office podcast essay, yep. Office podcast essay on Instagram and Twitter. And please do go on Facebook and like our page as well. Leave us your comments. Let us know what other conversations you would like to hear on the on the podcast so we hope you enjoyed today's conversation and well this week's conversation and uh, it was really just you know just for us to take our minds off the serious stuff and just relax and just laugh about the celebrities and all the fun they bring to us so guys any last comments before we say goodbye latin not really for me i I just think you know like to what you just said it's 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 been such a hectic time and I think we just needed this time to be lighthearted and to like have fun and to laugh and not be too serious. So I'm happy that we did that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I agree guys. Um, it's been awesome. I'm so, I've become so used to being home for everything now. Um, but it was nicer to laugh at other people's problems and not just our own. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So thank you so much, guys. We will see you again next week and we will be back on the Office Podcast. Thank you. Please, if you listen on Apple, please leave us a review. Uh, rate us, leave a comment, tell us what you like about the podcast. We really appreciate your support. And yeah, see you online. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.